Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On SENSA, welcome to the Sandful Show. Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League. Another massive week of local footy action. The Host Plus Sandful League. Nothing beats it. Jared Walsh here alongside Dan Menzel. It is the Sandful Show as we are heading into round six of the Host Plus Sandful League. Men's, it's been a huge week, not just in relation to results on the field, but also the 2023 West End State squad has been announced. We'll get to that in a moment. How's your week been? Yeah, it's been good. It's uh, It's been an interesting week in terms of the state squad coming out and... Uh, yeah, look, we, we had um, some interesting matchups on the weekend and the, the top teams look good and a few of the teams down the bottom not so good. So I'm looking forward to dissecting those games. All right, let's talk about the West End State team because in a few weeks' time they'll be at Adelaide Oval as uh, a curtain raiser to the AFL match, Port Adelaide taking on Melbourne, which is going to be a really special night at Adelaide Oval because it opens Sir Doug Nichols' round and this will be outstanding. Um, I, I wanted to get your view because I think it's a – a brilliant thing for a few reasons. First of all, you can't buy the state top anywhere. You have to earn the uh, ability to wear that. I love that. And I'm a bit of a, a sports Guernsey or Jersey nerd. And I feel that you should never be able to buy the top that the players wear. You should have a replica version. It is uh, it is really cool that that is the case with the state Guernsey, the, the SA state Guernsey. And having played in it last year, thinking that, that, okay, these aren't actually for sale, it just adds that little bit extra to it. And I agree with you that um, replicas and whatnot, maybe, but in terms of that, you can't get it. And so it is really cool that if you play in the South Australian state team, that is your Guernsey. Now, Chairman of Selectors, Timmy Ginova, has been at every Sandful match over the past five rounds. I wanted to throw a couple of questions at you. Um, congratulations to some of your teammates, including Mitch Hardy, James Rowe, uh, Joseph, is it Sinal or Sino? Sinal. Yeah, I always get his name wrong. And Connor Ballenden. Um, they are the four players from the Eagles in there with um, obviously Glenelg getting huge representation. I think they've got seven players in that squad, which will be cut down North Adelaide the same. Um, and also Stuart with seven as well. Yeah. And Casey Voss, who was the Foss Williams medalist last year, another outstanding season to date. Um, how does this work when it comes to selection? Because we're only five matches in. So would the selectors be looking at past form? players who have had AFL experience because there are a lot of players in that squad who have had AFL experience and then potentially young players who deserve an opportunity. I feel that um, five games in is a really, really small kind of sample size to pick the the top group of players in the host plus sample league to get a team together. So from your experience, um, how does this all work? Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a small sample size, but it goes off of this year's form uh, okay. because we saw that last year as well. And so, Guys get rewarded for their form this year, and you ask the question, does it go on what you've done in the past? And I don't think that comes into it a lot, which maybe that's right, maybe that's wrong. Um, but uh, the example I'll give is we don't have Aaron Young in the squad. He won the McGarry medal last year. Yep. We don't have Riley Knight, who come effectively runner-up with Nick Rokar as well. Yep. So 
you could argue those guys should be in there because they have the body of work from last season. But it's going on this year, which means that you get guys like Mitch Hardy, Josh Home, Billy Isles, Casalini, who didn't play last year, and Magot. These sort of guys that have performed really well this year get Marty the Frederick as well, who yep. I can't wait to see. If he gets into that initial, like the final squad, which I think he will, yep. um, he's, he's going to be pretty electric. And so, I mean, you do have to pick on current form. That absolutely is it. Do, do you factor in previous form? I think there's an element of it. We saw Bryce Gibbs not in the squad last year, and he won the McGarry medal the year before. So yep. that's how it sort of works if people want to know and they their question. And I think the other thing is we saw Josh Carmichael coming to the squad last year late. He was a late addition because he was pretty much a certainty to go in the mid-season draft. And that's what we saw happen. So there is still opportunities this week. If someone comes out and has 50 touches or kicks 10 and they're 18 years of age, they will get added because they want to showcase these guys on the greatest level to give them an opportunity to maybe make it to that next level. Mitch Harvey is just a journeyman, isn't he? He just keeps really on performing. Is. And I like seeing him get an opportunity as well, being part of this squad. So I want to find out uh, what else you liked. We'll do that in a moment. Let's review round five to start off with in the Host Plus Sandful League. Writing your performance review. It says more about me than you. It's morally defeating and often misleading. But this is the best we can do. So here we go. Let's get into it, men's. What did you think of round five? Yeah, look, it was an interesting round with some important matchups. Teams that you probably thought were similar going in on paper uh, just didn't play out that way. We saw Glenelg smash South Adelaide, uh, 86 to 45 there. That was a comfortable win. The Bryce Gibbs shout out as well. Bryce Gibbs broke his thumb, so he's going to be out for a little while on socials. He was looking for sympathy with a photo of himself in hospital. So that is a <laughs> he would have got some. Post. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but uh, all the best, Bryce. Uh, with that recovery, we saw Adelaide do the same thing to North Adelaide, which was maybe a surprise to, to a few. 13, 10, 88 to 5, 11, 41. So that was convincing. Centrals just did what they've done at home this year, which is win. They, they knocked off West Adelaide, 8, 12 to 7, 7. Jed Hagen, we're going to chat with him later on. Port Adelaide's won a couple in a row, which yeah. is great for the Port Adelaide Sample team. Norwood, on the other hand, still yet to get a win oh, in season 2023. That's drama. So five games without a win. The reigning premiers, a handful of games at home. I, I'm looking forward to your power rankings a little bit later on because I feel there has to be a change now. <laughs> yeah, that will be an interesting one. I think Twig Rawlings is the state coach and congratulations to him. We'll hopefully chat with him next week. I think the state game is going to come at a good time for him yes. to be able to focus on something else. And we saw Sturt uh, too good for the Eagles on the weekend, 87 to 65. So some of the teams up the top look pretty good on the weekend. And I've noticed that home ground advantage meant nothing in round five. So apart from Centrals, who got the win over West Adelaide, and Adam Hartlett can talk us through that in a few moments' time. Glenelg win uh, at Panther Park, and then Adelaide win at Prospect, and then Sturt got the win under lights uh, where you guys play. Yeah, well, I won't jump ahead. We might we might get into what, you, what did you like and what didn't <sighs> you, because you're all over it here. All right, let's do it. Well, what did I like this week? It is exactly what Walsh you just touched on. I just stole your thunder accidentally. <laughs> the wins away from home, you did. The wins away from home this week. Teams have been dominant at home this year. And so for Sturr and Glenelg to be as impressive as they were away from home on the weekend, throw in the Crows at Prospect. This will certainly influence the power rankings later on. And they are impressive wins, as impressive a wins as we've seen this season. We had the big matchup of Adelaide playing North Adelaide, almost 
most builders the game of the year, which we then look forward into round six when we preview that because there's another game of the year. And they were outstanding once again. Um, as we said, Port Adelaide at home getting a win against Norwood was disappointing for the Red Legs. Let's find out what Dan Menzel didn't like. So I'm going to go a little bit left field here, but heading into winter, the cold, but mainly the wind from the weekend. So we saw games at Prospect at Flinders Uni, Alberton and Elizabeth influenced by the wind. So how's this for some mathematics for you, Walshie? In these four games, the teams kicking with the wind kick 50 goals to 17 goals into it. Right. In 12 of those 15 goals at Elizabeth were with the wind. So... You were going to get some ordinary conditions heading into winter, but on the weekend, Glenelg kicked six goals in the last quarter with the wind coming home with it. The Crows did the same thing. They kicked five. West kicked five with the wind. So it was a massive weekend for the conditions, and we saw so many games chop and change uh, depending on which way the team was kicking. All right. Um, I just needed to add something to the uh, what you did like, and you know what I liked, and I don't want you to comment on it. I liked that you kicked three goals on the weekend, so very nice work, Dan Mentor. Let's go into the Sandful W Spotlight. It's heating up in the Host Plus Sandful W League 2. Um, we can smell finals, which is exciting. The grand final is going to be awesome. I know that Sandful are putting in so much effort into making it feel like a brilliant match day experience, and a few teams are getting closer to those. Yeah, well, I love that you talked about finals because the top two teams and the bottom two teams in the Sandful W lost on the weekend. So that meant the middle four teams all got wins and are battling each other out for that spot in the top four. So North knocked off the ladder leaders south convincingly, yet still remain a game outside. Glenelg, who are still outside, also beat Centrals, who are in the four. So I have a couple of predictions for you going forward, Walshy, with the Sandful W. I think with two rounds to go, the top four teams that will make the finals for mine, I have Centrals finishing on top. They are currently second. Yes. I have Norwood jumping up to second on the ladder. I've got South Adelaide dropping down to third. Ooh, okay. And I think Sturt will just sneak in for fourth, which means, unfortunately, North Adelaide, who won the flag last year, will miss out. Oh, and they don't know how to deal with losing games, the players at North Adelaide, which will be challenging for them. So if you've got the opportunity to go out to a Sandful W game, you need to do that. Um, we have some big guests on the show today, including Jack Hagen from the Port Adelaide Football Club and Adam Hartlett. Westies have had a, an interesting start to the season, him taking the reins for the first time, but we know they are going to do good things on and off the field as well. We know he's a brilliant culture fit. He was involved with the state team last year, so we can have a chat to him about that as well. Fierce rivalries, nothing beats the host plus Sandful League. We'll be back with Adam Hartlett. On SENSA, welcome to the Sandful Show. Fierce rivalries, nothing beats the host plus Sandful League. Jared Walsh and Dan Menzel on SENSA building up to a massive round six of Host Plus Sandful League action. Nothing beats it. And we uh, think it's quite fitting to almost do a three-part chat right now. Not only can we talk about the West End State team, we can talk about football, but also fatherhood with the coach of the Bloods from West Adelaide, Adam Hartlett, joins us. Morning, Hearts. Thanks for your time on the Sandful Show. Uh, my pleasure, boys. Uh, looking forward to having a chat. Uh, how do you want to start off with, mate? Can we talk about fatherhood to start off with? Congratulations. How are you feeling? Are you sleeping? Thank you. Uh, I was just saying to Jace on the way in, mate, I'm running on fumes a bit this morning. The uh, the, the the newborn little Elkie May, she, um, she's been a ripper, but last night she turned one on, actually. she um, Yeah, I need a... 
extra sh- strong latte this morning to get me through the morning. It's uh, men's. I'll I'll try and explain this to you. So fatherhood's <laughs> beautiful, right? And look, a lack of sleep is uh, one thing, but it's the broken sleep which really destroys mm. you as a human being. And all you need to do is walk around your local supermarket on a Sunday morning and have a look at other parents, and it's like The Walking Dead. And you look at them, and you give them. Are you like this, Hutch? You give them a little subtle nod, and you know exactly what yep. you're saying to one another. I'm feeling your pain. Yeah. that's it. I'm feeling it. So footy's yeah. a really good escape for you then too. Um, and as we mentioned, um, you've got the one win this season, but you've been in most of the games, mate. So to date, what's your take from it? Oh, yeah, look, um, it's a bit of mixed emotions, to be honest. Uh, I feel like we probably could have um, snatched one or two more wins. But, um, yeah, I, I just love the work that our boys have, have put in over, um, you know, a, a pre-season that they've probably haven't been accustomed to over the last couple of years. It was, it was quite taxing and there was lots of education. And um, at the end of the day, you know, we, we analysed the game post-Centrals last week. And yes, we were disappointed not to, to get a win. But I said to the boys, like, we're five games into our journey together. And um, you have a look at the, some of the experience that went out of our, our team at the end of last year and and just how young we are. And um, it's, it's, it's really exciting. Um, I want to win more than anyone, but um, yeah, I think we're on the right track. So Hearts, I just want to hit on that a little bit more because you're spot on with it. The guys that you've lost, Logan Hill, Tom Keogh, Hamish Harlett, plenty of others as well, experience and games lost is as great as any club in the sample. So the balance of the development and the winning, which you're talking about, um, how, do you, how do you explain that to the group that it's not all necessarily about winning? Oh, for sure. So, um, you know, in our review um, on Monday night um, after the, uh, our fifth round uh, game versus Centrals, I, I just I pulled up some data from last year um, after five rounds compared to this year. And we talk about the personnel change, um, you know, even blokes like Jackson Edwards, who are established league footballers, Pat Fairley, um, they're both gone from my midfield group. I haven't had Lockie Squire this year and he actually, you know, his first game back in the weekend uh, broke his elbow. So I won't have him for an extended period of time. And that's my starting midfields, you know. So I, I showed some data, um, you know, from the first five games this year compared to last year. And scores from stoppage, we've improved by 50 points. And scores from turnover, we've improved by about 112 points. So, um, you know, there's, there's certainly some silver lining there and what we're, we're doing in the way we prepare and the way we train and, you know, the way that we're executing at the moment. So, um, yeah, look, the, the players are disappointed to be one and four at the moment. They certainly feel that there's probably a game or two there that, that they've let slip. Um, but, yeah, just got to try and keep them pumped up and, and, and explain to them that we're on the right track and, you know, we continue to get to work Monday to Friday and, and wanting to improve, um, you know, we're going to get those those marginal gains and then, um, you know, start winning these games. Every week I've sat in Studio Lumo here at SENSA, Adam, and spoken about Norwood and the challenging start they've had to the season. And each week we're like, well, surely they'll win this weekend because we know that's what happens with premiership teams and the reigning premiers. How do you actually approach a game like that this weekend where, um, again, they've been so disappointing, but you're always one win away from actually starting your season? Yeah, for sure. So we, you know, came up against that challenge a couple of weeks ago in Loxton versus Port, who hadn't won a game yet. And, um, you know, it, it's, it was a, a, 
a funny lead into that game because we just come off a, our first win for the season. The boys were pretty, you know, happy with with how they'd gone the week before, and I, I just explained to, to to the lads like there's there's no easy wins in this competition, and um, you know, Port are a very proud football club, and and you know, a, a Loxton game, a Russell Lee but tree, a tribute game, you know, they're, they're going to come out really fiery and and you know it's going to be a hot footy early and we expect exactly the same this week uh, against Norwood I know Jade Rawlings will have the boys fired up um, they've still got you know an incredible midfield group with Boyd and Rokar and and uh, Kennelly and, and Mann and now Panos has you know come back as well so um, yeah it, it's certainly not going to be easy for us no game is um, so we've just got to embrace the challenge and understand that uh you know, it's going to be another hot game and, um, you know, if we can just get a bit of ball in hand and, and use it like we have, um, uh, you know, at the start of this year so far, um, we feel like we're, uh, we're a good chance to, to win. But it's, as I said, it's not going to be easy. So the game this week is at Centenary Oval on Saturday at 2.10, which is in Port Lincoln. So the experience mm-hmm. there, Hearts, around uh, you might actually get a good night's sleep the night before <laughs> leading into it. <laughs> Yes, I've uh, I've been reminded of that by the wife uh, that I've got two child-free nights coming up, and we get back on Mother's Day and all this sort of stuff. So, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, look, I should be fresh leading into into the game. So, now I'm looking forward to obviously getting away with the boys. They're always good trips, and um, yeah, we, we were lucky enough to, to to do the trip last year as well. Um, and it was great. Like Nord really looked after us, and um, the footy wasn't great. We went down by about seventy points in the end. So looking to turn that around. But um, yeah, now nah, looking forward to, to getting away for the weekend. I think it's a really good present as well for Mother's Day, bringing back two points. I think that will be a fantastic Mother's Day present. Um, we, we we can talk all day about the the challenges the clubs face, but I, I wanted to ask how you celebrate. Josh Ryan getting uh, named as part of the the state squad, mate. You were part of the co- part of the coaching setup, which is outstanding. Um, I'm sure that's a shining light on the season today. Yeah, yeah. Josh is an outstanding footballer, and I, honestly, if, if he played in in an Eagles lineup or a Norwood lineup or a Glenelg lineup over the last five years, um, I think his his efforts and uh, would be uh, acknowledged more. Uh, I just think he's an outstanding footballer. He's a great lockdown key defender. Um, yeah, and he's just a pro around the place. He, he really looks after himself. He ticks all the boxes. Um, one of the guys in our leadership group. And um, yeah, I've got full confidence he'll go well if he gets the, the nod um, to the 22 come state game so yeah no it was it's just it's good reward for him um, good acknowledgement for you know probably three or four really solid years of football um, at league level Hart's another player who you could probably throw into a similar category there in terms of he played in another team the recognition is Callum Park he, he's leading the comp mm. at the moment with 146 disposals at 29 touches a game so you must be wrapped with how he's going about his footy yeah, I am. I, when I, I spent 12 months um, at Glenelg uh, a few years back now under Mark Stone and um, actually coached Parkey in the reserves there. And um, there was already a bit of a connection between him and I. Uh, his half-brother, Scott Britton, I played a lot of footy with at West Adelaide. And um, yeah, he's a talent, you know, and um, he just knows how to play the game. And 
um, when I moved across to to Westies, um, you know, touched base with with Cal, um, knowing he wasn't getting regular footy at senior level, and you know he was happy to come across come across to the Bloods um, with that connection to Westies through his brother anyway. So, yeah, he's been outstanding. It's a bit of a concern that it's my half-backer that's getting all the touches. I'd like my <laughs> mids and forwards to get a bit more footy, but um, I can't complain, mate. I, I, I love the ball in his hands 30 times a game. Um, him and his mate Tommy Morris off half-back, they've been outstanding for us. And, um, yeah, they've really driven our offence for us. And, um, you know, I've... I've got young Owen Malady playing halfback this week, and and Reece Nichols um, off of Gold Coast list last year. He's um, played a couple of games now, provides a bit of bounce as well. So we've got lots of options. And just one more hearts before we let you go. Uh, questions obviously around the league. A lot of people ask. Caden Brand, uh, where is he at? Unfortunate news, obviously with a concussion. Mm. Yeah, so he's another one that you know we haven't had. Um, playing for us so far this year. He, he actually hasn't missed a training session since day one at pre-season. He just hasn't been able to do any contact uh, work yet. Still having symptoms from the concussion late last season. Um, he's actually uh, touched base with Nat Fife. Um, he, he was listening to a podcast about Nat Fife and a concussion that Nat, uh, Nate had um, in 2011. And um, some uh, different types of treatment that, that Nate went through to, to finally get himself right. And Nate went and saw a, um, an osteo in, in WA and, and within a couple of days saw um, the benefits in, in this treatment. So um, all the symptoms that Nate spoke about is exactly what Caden's um, feeling at the moment. And and so we've we've got him onto an osteo. Unfortunately, the osteo that Nate saw um, has, has since retired. But um, we've uh, we've tracked down someone here in Adelaide who um, first treated Caden on Monday. So uh, yeah, we're really optimistic that we can get Caden back. He, he has some great days, and then you know um, we'll have a day or two where he sort of relapses a little bit. So um, yeah, as I said, we're optimistic that that we'll get him back at some stage. Um, certainly not going to rush him and. I'm certainly not going to force him to play if he's not comfortable. So, but he, he's super keen, mate, and um, yeah, he, he's been huge for us. You know, he's a skipper of our, our club for a reason, um, and you know, he just he does you know all he can to to support the boys whilst he's not playing. Well, Hearts, we appreciate your time. Good luck at Port Lincoln this weekend. Hopefully, you can make it two wins this season and enjoy the two nights sleep you get too. <laughs> Thanks, Jed. Thanks, Love Hearts. your work. Hey, always good Stay to boy. speak with um, Adam Hartlett. And there's a there's a moment that I had with him um, at the McGarry last year, men's, which I loved. And I said to him, like, you really want this coaching job, don't you? And he's like, yep, I love the club. I love the opportunity and I'd love to do it. And to see the passion that he has, it's just infectious and in what he's been able to do. I'm sure uh, as disappointing as it is for the supporters to see them only having one win this season, um, I think they're really building something. West Adelaide have been starved of, starved of success for such a long time. So um, I think it's a it's a slow burn, but he's certainly building a culture there which will have a winning success and mentality soon enough. Yeah, and you can, you can hear the passion in his voice and it's his temperament as well, which is so impressive. Yeah. I was involved with him in the state set up last year and you can't not like the bloke and Exactly that. The players that they lost last year, they can't afford to lose anyone, let alone the players they lost. So 
with that experience gone from that club, you wouldn't have expected them to win a game this year. Yep. And so to have them playing as well as they have, their defense has come down. They're conceding 10 points less a game. It shows what he is doing there. He's building that club. Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the host plus Sandful League next week. We'll head to Alberton and speak with Jed Hagen. On SENSA, welcome to the Sandful Show. Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the host plus Sandful League. Jared Walsh and Dan Menzel with you on this Wednesday, the 10th of May on SENSA, uh, the host plus Sandful League. Nothing beats it. And Menz, very soon, we are going to hear your power rankings for another juicy round in the host plus Sandful League. Um, round five was incredible for the right and the wrong reasons. So I'm nervous about your power rankings. We'll get to it in a moment, but um, Port Adelaide is celebrating two wins on the trot, which is outstanding for them. Um, a win against Westies and then against the reigning premiers, Norwood, at Alberton Oval, one of their young guns who was having a lot of experience, not just with the Sandful side, but being part of the AFL program as well with the Port Adelaide Football Club is Jed Hagen, who joins us right now. Jed, thank you so much for your time on the Sandful show, and it must be feeling pretty good at Alberton after a shaky start to the season. Hey guys, thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been a, I guess, shaky start to the season, but to get two wins on on the trot so far, um, yeah, we've been stoked with it, and um, we've been really happy with how we've been tracking lately. So, so Jed, you've you've come over from Geraldton in Western Australia uh, and part of the Port Adelaide program after not getting drafted at the end of last season. So. Just tell us what it's like, I guess, for an 18-year-old that hopes to be drafted, maybe expects to be drafted, and, and that opportunity doesn't quite arise. Yeah, it was absolutely heartbreaking um, to not hear my name uh, read out on draft night, but um, this opportunity with Port Adelaide arose, and um, yeah, I was sort of, it was a no-brainer for me to come over. Obviously, a big move away from family, but I was hoping to do that anyway um, when I was hoping to get drafted, so um, yeah, I've loved my time over here so far. Port Adelaide Football Club have been wonderful to me and uh, my family, so yeah, couldn't be happier where I am at the moment. So I guess further to that, the plans then are to stay over here this year, hopefully get another opportunity at it, and uh, if not, then is it to stay here in Adelaide and continue to play your craft? Uh, yeah, well, the plan is just to basically play the year out and focus on improving my footy and getting better. Um, haven't really looked too far ahead and what next year and things like that look like. So just trying to play consistent footy at the Magpies and um, train with the AFL group. And um, I mean, if that gets getting drafted, um, yeah, that's probably mean the world to me. So that's... Fingers crossed. There's a few players like yourself, Jed, including Will Franco, Young Monty as well, um, that uh, get the experience around the AFL team. Before we focus on the the Sandful team, what's it been like? And have you had an opportunity to pick the brains of some of the AFL listed players and to kind of understand their journeys to see um, what you need to do to be where and what it takes to be an AFL player? Yeah, I have for sure. I've um, obviously been playing small forward um, in the Magpies, so been trying to pick the brains of Orazio Fantasia a little bit um, and Junior Rioli. So they've been awesome for me and just being in that in full-time environment um, with the AFL-listed boys, you see how they go about it. Um, I guess how how hard you have to work to to be at the highest level and I think I've had a bit of experience over the years. I've, I've trained with Harry Taylor and um, 
like done a full pre-season with him so he sort of gave me a bit of insight to what um, life was like at AFL but it's just a whole new experience over here um, being in the full-time system I guess and yeah Razio and Junior they've been awesome for me just trying to help me with my goal kicking to whatever I think I need help with um, yeah they're more than happy to help out. Uh, the other question I wanted to ask in relation to that is the mentality of the team going into each game in the Host Plus Sandful League. We've spoken to um, a few of the players who play for Adelaide where, where they've had a really successful start to the year. But the constant changes with players coming back and forth, what has the message been from Tyson and the coaching staff in regards to your mentality going into the season? Because this is always going to be a talking point when it comes to the Host Plus Sandful League. Yeah, as you say, it is very tough. Like there's a fair few changes each week, but um, our mentality is in Tyson Goldtax sort of preached it a little bit. It's just um, sort of what we, the team we have, we we believe in that, and we go out there and perform on game day. Like we are, we are a young group and pretty experienced. Um, so it's about coming together and believing. Um, we know we've got the talent. Um, yeah, we haven't played a lot against men um, and bigger bodies, but. Um, if we can come together and unite as a team, um, that's probably going to—that's what's going to get us over the line. And I think that the last few weeks we played with confidence and with a bit of freedom as well, and that's helped us to, yeah, start to get a bit of um, confidence, I guess, going into the. The middle part of the season. You're a big side as well. Um, you have a look at some of the boys once they put a fair bit of size on too. Tom Scully, Ollie Lord, who's now had a, a taste of AFL and Dante Vicentini alongside Sam Hayes. So once you um, get a bit of cohesion and everybody on the park, it could be uh, pretty challenging for the, the defenders who uh, face the Port Adelaide side in the Sandful. Yeah, that's it. It's very unique and, and it's great as well. So um, once these guys start playing more and more games together um, it's only going to help help us and um, I think everyone can see over the last few weeks those guys have started to improve as well and work together a little bit more and um, as you can see it's yeah, it's definitely helping Now Jed you talked about the opportunity with the AFL players uh, you're living with Josh Thin and Jace Burgoyne I believe, how's that dynamic? Yeah so I was with them um, and now I've moved out and I'm with Tom McCallum and Kyle Marshall so the first year boys so um, yeah, they've both both houses been awesome so far. So just yeah, being able to go to training with them and feel a part of it really that's that's how it um, how it feels to me and um, just to make some new mates over here and um, yeah, start to build relationships and gain confidence over here. Yeah, it's been it's pretty awesome for me. Did they do something wrong that made you leave the house, or you've just decided to just <laughs> bounce around until you find some better people to live with? <laughs> it was never temporary. It was only temporary. Okay. <laughs> so I, um, yeah, I was, always knew I was moving out of there. <laughs> I wanted to ask about Bryn Tickle. I think um, Port Adelaide have done an outstanding job with their mid-season drafting. You look at uh, Jed McEntee, who's been now one of the, the first picked for the power, and, and Bryn, who's played a handful of games, a, a fellow Western Australian. So does that give you confidence to things like a mid-season draft to see the success it has if you are playing um, at the right time and in the right form? Yeah, I mean, I'm optimistic, but I'm just focusing on playing consistent footy, and I think the results will take care of itself um, in terms of Bryn. Um, yeah, he's been, I guess he does show that there is opportunities out there, and he's one developing ruck that I think um, has come a long way. Like, I played 
um, with him at East Fremantle back in WA and just to see his development's been awesome. So um, definitely does give me hope that there there may be opportunities there, but um, i just got to keep working hard and hope for the best, really. That's, that's my mentality at the moment. So just one more on you, Jed, before we let you go. You're playing small forward at the moment. It is probably the trickiest position in the game to play. Sometimes it is lean. Do you see that as your best position or do you still feel really comfortable across halfback where we saw you play a lot of your footy last year? Yeah, I'm comfortable at half-forward at the moment. I'm just trying to embrace the role. Um, as you said, it's a pretty tough role and you have to be pretty pretty unselfish to play it. Um, and, yeah, I'm just embracing that, putting on pressure and playing the team role. Um, I think that that's a feedback I got um, when I got to Port Adelaide. That's what they wanted to see out of me. So... Um, yeah, I feel like I'm I'm going okay in that role at the moment, and I'll continue to learn and hopefully improve on in that role. And um, yeah, we'll see how the rest of the season goes. Last one for you, Jed. I just want to know: Have you seen Walshie down the club? He is the face of Port Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> I probably have, but yeah, we haven't we haven't formally met yet, which I'm I'm looking forward to doing. Um, the Sandful competition we're very passionate about over here, Jed, and I know that over in WA they're passionate about the waffle. Um, what's your experience been like and how highly do you rate this incredible league we have over here? Yeah, it's been awesome. Um, from the first game I played, I, I kind of thought, wow, how good is this? The atmosphere, the crowds, um, yeah, just everything about playing in the Sandful seems seemed awesome to me from round one. Um, we get we were lucky enough to play Adelaide Oval um, in round one and just went went from there. We played um, Glenelg down at the bay and, yeah, that atmosphere down there was awesome. And um, ever since then, I've just been saying to everyone how good the sample kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I'm loving my time playing um, in the sample. It's a little bit different to the waffle in terms of probably a little bit more contested with the smaller ovals and stuff, but... Um, that I always knew that was the case. So, um, yeah, no, I couldn't be happier with, with how it's going. Jed, thank you so much for your time on the Sandful Show on SENSA and good luck against the Panthers and for the remainder of the season, mate. We appreciate it. No worries. Thanks for having me on. Uh, Jed Hagen, our guest there from Port Adelaide and, of course, fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the host plus Sandful League. So I'm just trying to work this out, men's, when it comes to um, Port Adelaide, especially with the Sandful setup. So the start of the year, there's a handful of players which were father-son selections with Preston Cockatoo, Collins, Harper, Montgomery, Will Franco, who I spoke about, Brody Motlop, who's the nephew of uh, Stephen and Daniel. And then Jed comes in uh, as a player that is part of the academy and they get to do the, the training with the AFL squad. So then do they need to make a decision at the end of the year of what happens with them? Because they'll be drafting new players. It's a bit of a unique system that they have there because if you're not AFL listed, you have to be part of the academy yep. or um, someone like Cam Sutcliffe who comes in as the captain and can be there full time. So there's different ways that you can play for Port Adelaide. There is different ways. And while you're young, they can sort of get away with it as well because I, I'm guessing they don't have to have these guys on decent contracts because yeah. they're still young kids. They're still either at university or or applying their trade, whatever, whatever it may be. And so that's we, we've seen it. I was in Sydney. We saw it up there with GWS in Sydney with their academies as well. And so it's that feeder system, I guess, into the AFL. 
I think that, yeah, you'd have a couple of years at it and then they'd make the decision and go, okay, well, you're going to have to go to another club, whether it be another sample club or yep. even a local footy team, and we'll still have contact with you. But that's sort of how that works. So it is good for clubs that they can develop, I guess, their own players. And then if they're good enough, they get that opportunity. And the plan would be for the likes of Cockatoo Collins, Montgomery, Franco and Motlop to almost have ownership of them to then see how they develop. And then if they're a position to mid-season draft or national draft, then they can go, well, you've been with us. But for someone like Jed, if he's showing enough, um, his worst case scenario is he's mid-season drafted by another AFL club. He doesn't necessarily have to commit to Port Adelaide, but they're just preparing him in the case that an opportunity arises that um, let's say he's ready and Port Adelaide have, fingers crossed they don't, an an injury throughout the season, which he's like for like, they can go, we've got a ready-made on our system right now. We can go for it. It's exactly that. And it's a bit like Jack Madsen, who we spoke to a couple of weeks ago with the Crows, and he's got that invested interest there and they've got him in their own backyard. I guess, and if they, that opportunity arises, then they pull the trigger. But the good thing is, other teams can as well. So there's still opportunities if it isn't that Port Adelaide for Jed to play AFL footy. I like his honesty too. He said it was challenging when you go into that team because you are, yes, obviously wanting to win every game, but you also need to make sure that you have those players prepared and ready to go. If someone like an Ollie Lord steps up into the AFL system, or Josh Sin, who had an outstanding preseason and then um, got injury, uh, injured, so you have to go in with with two minds. I feel like they're they're quite different at the moment in the way how Adelaide uh, playing and Port Adelaide are playing. They're on opposite ends of the ladder, um, but they still want to make everything successful for the, the league above. Yeah, they do. And, and that's what you need to do. You're there to help, obviously, the AFL team, but if the opportunity comes about, then you're ready to play. So it is a very interesting dynamic, but uh, we're starting to see it come to fruition for players and for teams. We are here. Thank you very much to the host plus Sandful League Feast Rivalries. Nothing beats it. And I'm hanging around because your power rankings are next. And I'm I'm nervous. I'm going to call you out on a few things. If they don't go the way that I expect them to go, Good. then we will get your tips for another massive weekend across South Australia. Round six. This is the Sandful Show on SENSA. On SENSA, welcome to the Sandful Show. Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the host plus Sandful League. Jared Walsh and Dan Menzel here previewing another massive round of the Host Plus Sandful League. Nothing beats it. Um, and you can have a listen to some of those chats we've had on today's show, including Adam Harlett from Westies. And we just spoke to Jed Hagen from Port Adelaide. We'll chuck it up on the podcast too, wherever you get your podcast from. All right, Dan, let's do this. struggling to sleep last night because I was thinking what is going to happen with Dan Menzel's power rankings as we move into round six of the host plus Sandful league because I tell you what there could be controversy and we could have our first argument in the studio here who's sitting at number 10 well you won't argue with this I've put Norwood for the first time this season at number 10 I think they unfortunately for the Norwood fans they uh, where they should be. They're 0-5. Uh, they take on West Adelaide this weekend, who is the number nine team. And so 
it will be a good matchup, and that will basically decide next week probably who is at 10. So Norwood drops two places to 10. Yep. West Adelaide comes in. They move up to number nine. So okay. they're off the bottom of the list. Who's sitting at eight? At eight, we've got Port Adelaide. Uh, so they've also moved up a place with another win. So back-to-back wins, it moves them up to eight on the table. It's still You still want to see which team's playing with the AFL injuries. Mm-hmm. You never know. Moving to seventh on your power rankings. So at number seven, I have South Adelaide. They have moved down a spot. They're uh, struggling, aren't they? They are really battling. At home on the weekend, you hope for a bit more, but uh, Glenelg just blew them away. They've, they've been blown away the last couple of games now, and West Adelaide beat them three weeks ago. And they're ago. struggling to put a big score on the scoreboard too. I mean, I think they are the second worst scoring team um, alongside Norwood. So Norwood have... Scored only 241 this year with South 297, so they're struggling. It's a great uh, great find there, Walsh, from you. They're averaging less than 60 points a game, which you're not going to win many games. No. Nope. Okay, number six. Number six, it's Eagles. I've moved them back as well. Uh, a disappointing loss at home to Sturt. Uh, we know how well Sturt are going at the moment, but uh, the Eagles have had a really tough run. They've taken on Sturt, Glenelg. North Adelaide the last three weeks. but All uh, in the top five. Yep. Um, but, yeah, a, a bad loss from the weekend. And number five? I uh, got some feedback from a few Central supporters recently, and I've put them up the ladder into fifth. So, <laughs> was uh, it positive feedback? Uh, it was just a few questions there. So, <laughs> look, they're playing some really good footy. They've won all their games at home this year. So I've talked about winning away from home. They'll have that challenge this week. But they are up another spot, up to five on the list. And number four on your power rankings, Dan Menzel? I've moved North Adelaide back a spot. They are number four on the list. They got uh, pants by the Crows on the mm. weekend. Uh, look, the Crows are as good as anyone. We know that. But at home, you probably expected a bit more. So North come in at number four. Let's get into the top three. Who's number three in your power rankings? Glenelg keep moving up, and that's because they keep winning games. They've won four games on the trot now, Glenelg, and they are at number three on the rankings. Again, they've been impressive at home. They had three straight wins at home, but to do it away from home, we mentioned it earlier in the show, really impressive. Okay, your top two fascinates me because I feel like if Norwood are on the bottom of your power rankings because they haven't won a game, it might impact what happens at the top for a team that hasn't lost a game. But this is not my power rankings. Who's at number two? That is beautifully worked in there, Walshie, because you know I'm not going to do that. I've got Sturr at oh! number two. The only undefeated team in this competition. They come in at number two. I had them there last week and I've kept them there this week. They were ultra impressive on the weekend. Don't get me wrong. They were super but I'll give the reason as to why the team is number one shortly. But they are playing some great footy at the moment, and we will know whether they are the number one ranked team after this weekend. That's what I was going to ask you. Does the the result of this weekend's matchup determine who's going to be number one in your power rankings next week? Because obviously you've got Adelaide sitting at number one. Adelaide is the number one ranked team, and it's for good reason. They knocked off North Adelaide at Prospect. Now, now just remember this. The Crows don't play home games. They play away games every week. They have come out and... Absolutely smashed North Adelaide yep. at their home deck. That is a really impressive win. They had one bad loss to Centrals where they certainly didn't play their best and, and they probably should have won that game. Other than that, they have looked super impressive against everyone. They knocked off South Adelaide down south by 80 points a fortnight mm-hmm. ago. Their offense is incredible at the moment. They are averaging 104 points a game. We talked about South not being able to score. If they're kicking 104 points a game, they're going to win nearly every game they play in. I will be surprised if they can kick 104 points at Wigan Oval this week against Sturt, and that's why it'll be interesting to see who wins that game for next week's power rankings. But for mine, 
if all of these teams were to take each other on tomorrow, I think Crows at the moment with their list would win. I want to ask you a question about Adelaide before we get into this week's preview. If a player is rested, so if they are put rested on the team sheet for the AFL side, so this week, um, without knowing anything about selection, there's been a question mark over Taylor Walker, Rory Sloan, Rory Laird. Does rested mean they will go back and play Sandful? Or in your experience, does rested mean that is rested from any football? Yeah, it's rested from any football. They, they okay. would be omitted if they were to go back and play Sandful. I mean, you can use you can word it however you want, but effectively if you're rested, then you're not playing a game on the weekend. Because if that does happen, and we could see it happen, that actually means you've been dropped. So the yes. club is just trying to word it so that potentially it gets around the media. Yes. You'll be all over it, which is good to know and good to hear. But <laughs> if you are rested, you should not be. These rested means not playing a game on the weekend. All right, let's get into your preview. Footy tips don't improve my life one bit, and so I wonder why I do it. What is the benefit? I would say it makes my life worse. Thank you to Kane, who hasn't been in the news at all over the past couple of weeks. Um, So let's focus on the football. Round six of the Host Plus Sandful League Fierce Rivalries. Nothing beats it. Norwood, Westies, Centenary Oval. This is a big game. This is really big in the context of Norwood's season. And we spoke to Hearts before their season two. This is a huge game. Uh, we say it every week, Norwood needs to win this week if they're going to be any chance. Well, this is their last chance. And I think Twig Rawlings will be telling the boys that too, that if we don't win this week, that we are done for season 2023. So I think they will be good enough to beat West. They did it last year convincingly over there. So they played well in Port Lincoln last year. 2.10 on Saturday at Monteam Kia Oval. It is the Menzel Cup that the Eagles and the Bulldogs are playing for. Uh, you, you have to tip your team, of course. Yeah, I, I do have to tip my team. There's still too much talent in the Eagles lineup to not compete in season 2023. And so uh, at home, again, Centrals have won all their games at their home deck out in Elizabeth at the Ponderosa there. So for the Centrals fans, I'm moving them up the power rankings, but I want to see them win away from home. And that's their challenge this week. Just a yes or no. Was there spice in the game when you played them last year? There's always a bit from supporters okay. and Players are, players are really good. They, they understand the situation, but uh, supporters, which is great. Okay, I just said a word. You could have just said yes, and it wouldn't have been <laughs> awkward. Okay, so uh, Glenelg taking on North Adelaide. This is a top five matchup. Uh, it is a top five matchup. Glenelg have been ultra impressive at home this year, and I think they'll continue with a win at home again. I want to go to Port Adelaide and South, and then we'll get the uh, the match of the round after that. So who's your tip in uh, the Maggie's taking on the Panthers? Oh, I think the South has to respond. They, they've been as bad as anyone the last yeah. fortnight uh, in this sample league, and I think that Jared Walsh will get them up, and I think they'll beat Port Adelaide. I'm Jared Walsh. You mean Jared Wright. Jared Wright. That is... <laughs> Imagine that if I was announced as the South coach. Well, you'll be down there getting the the Port Adelaide uh, players up and about. I so. will. And you know what's disappointing about South this year is that they were almost everybody's favourite second team a couple of years ago where they, they put on a really good show um, at Adelaide Oval. That was the that was the draft year of Jason Horn francis where he played outstanding. He and did. He dominated. They were close. And then since then, they've kind, kind of fallen off a little bit. So it, it leaves us to Wigan Oval on Saturday. Primetime as well, 2.30, Saturday afternoon footy. It's the undefeated Double Blues taking on an Adelaide side who are number one on your power rankings. And they are just having a laugh at the moment. They are playing some outstanding football it is outstanding football, and I think the Crows will be too good again. 
However, if those three players that you mentioned are rested, mm-hmm. then that will impact their team. Yes. So it's always one that you, it's predicated on selection for the Crows sample team. I'm still going to pick them. But if we see five players drop out of that Crows AFL lineup, I think Sturt would be pretty happy. Well, they'll need to get at least one player from the Sandful team with uh, the big defender going Murray. down, Nick yes, Murray. Yes. And the discussion is whether it's the Irishman, Mark, uh, Mark Keane gets in there, or James Borlace, I think one of one of those boys gets in there. So it, we'll find out. Well, it shouldn't impact him because the ball's not really going down back for the Crows exactly. Sandful team at the moment. <laughs> exactly. Man, it's been great spending time with you once again and talking everything host plus Sandful League Fish Rifle is on and off the field. Make sure you listen to SENSA all weekend as well because we will be covering it. Good luck on the weekend against the Doggies and we'll catch you next week, Dan. Thanks, Walshie.